With supply chains becoming more complex, you need to stay on top of the latest logistics developments. So if you work with logistics, you need the Beyond the Box podcast from Maersk. It's the easy way to keep up to date with everything from digital disruption in logistics to the need for supply chain resilience in today's market. Find out more and keep ahead of the game with the Beyond the Box podcast on logistics insights at maersk.com insights. HousingWire Daily examines the most compelling mortgage, real estate, and fintech articles reported from the HousingWire newsroom. Each afternoon, the HW Digital team provides our listeners with a deeper look into the stories that are helping move markets forward. Hosted and produced by Alcina Lloyd and Victoria Wickham. And now, here's our host. Pulled from the hottest topics coming across our news desk, I'm Victoria Wickham, and this is Housing Wire Daily. Today's episode features an exclusive interview with Sagent's Chief Technology Officer, Uday Devala. In this episode, Devala discusses his recent HW Plus article that explains why he believes lenders now face a K-shaped economic recovery. But before we listen, here's a brief word on HousingWire's newest podcast. Right now, more than ever, the housing industry has been having honest conversations about how race impacts the home buying process. To heighten the discussion, HousingWire is launching Honest Conversations, a new mini podcast series to examine the state of minority home ownership in America. For eight weeks starting in February, please join Housing Wire Daily each Wednesday as we aim to provide listeners with a greater perspective on how race, housing, and wealth intersect and what experts are doing to close the home ownership gap. Hello, Housing Wire listeners. Today, I am joined by Sagent Chief Technology Officer Uday Devala. Uday, thanks for joining us today. Thank you for having me, Victoria. Absolutely. Well, let's get started by discussing your recent HW Plus article titled The K-Shaped Economic Recovery's Impact on Borrowers. In your article, you mentioned that lenders now face a K-shaped economic recovery. Can you dive a little deeper on why you believe this is taking place? Yeah, Absolutely. So, I mean, I think, uh, you know, when we look at uh, the impact of COVID um, and on the economy and then the, the impact of the economy on, on, you know, on people in general, right? So there's this kind of two groups of, uh, of the U.S. population. Uh, there's one which is primarily uh, wage earners, white collar, you know, jobs that are actually doing pretty well, um, even during the COVID uh, economic crisis. Um, and in, the, in that case, um, the top two quartals of the income earners, the job losses have actually recovered. You know, most of them have come back, you know, and then, um, you know, they're actually doing pretty well. Whereas on the bottom two quartals of the income brackets, you know, it isn't the case, especially people with, uh, you know, travel, restaurant, entertainment industry. You know, it, the, the, 
the job recovery is not very good. And in fact, there's probably a 20% unemployment in that specific area, right? So, so it's like, you know, uh, in, initially when the COVID hit, there was a lot of conversations about whether it's a V-shaped recovery or it's a U-shaped recovery. And I think there were a few other alphabets thrown out, but this sort of looks like a K where is, you know, the, the first half or the top half of the quadrant um, or the four top two quadrants on the salary brackets are actually doing pretty well, but the bottom ones are not. And that's kind of what we meant uh, from a K-shaped uh, recovery. Now, when you talk about lenders specifically, um, you know, so it will be harder for the, the bottom two quadrants, you know, especially if uh, the economy doesn't recover fast during the summer and the forbearance gets extended, it could be harder for them to actually recover because of, you know, job losses not recovering in that segment because of lost wages and things like that. So from a lender perspective, we have to kind of figure out, okay, you have borrowers in both segments. How do you actually handle both of them? It's interesting. Well, in the article I previously mentioned, you discussed COVID-19 foreclosure moratoriums and the CARES Act, two key housing relief policies that are ending soon. What could these policy expirations mean for servicers? Yeah, I mean, I think, you know, but these policies, first of all, you know, as we know, they're all set to expire in a couple of months now, uh, in less than a couple of months, right? But there is a lot of conversation that they will be extended. Now, you know, I think a number of, uh, you know, servicers and lenders are assuming that it's going to be extended and it looks like it will be extended at least through end of September. Now, whether they end um, in uh, end of March or in end of September, you know, when these policies end, you know, there is going to be a, a situation where somewhere around two and a half million, you know, borrowers will have, will come out of forbearances and then, you know, will go into a last minute process and some of them could go into a default process as well, right? So from a, from a lender's perspective, um, you know, we, the lenders have to be prepared for this volume, you know, the, the volume of the, all these forbearances ending over a period of, you know, or a short, over a short period of time. And how do they handle the process of moving them into last minute and default eventually? We're now two weeks into a new presidential administration and have seen a shift in leadership as recently former CFPB director Kathy Craninger stepped down at the request of President Biden. What other regulatory changes should the industry be on the lookout for in 2021? And what are the implications of these changes for originators and servicers? Yeah, I mean, uh, I think this is a very interesting topic, right? So last Thursday, in fact, I think uh, Housing Wires published the email that came out from the new acting, uh, you know, CFPB director that specifically talked about, um, you know, enhanced oversight over a broad range of topics, but specifically related to the mortgage industry, you know, they were focused on servicing and primarily on how the CARES Act uh, activity is going on. How are we accommodating borrowers around the CARES Act, right? So this is specifically in terms of, you know, forbearances um, and, and, and last minute activity. So, you know, I think, uh, you, you know, we, 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 I mean, obviously, I think most of the industry is trying to focus, get ready on, uh, on the enhanced uh, oversight that is going to come. Um, and then, the, the, from a consumer perspective, CFPB is going to be very focused on what is the what is the journey of the customer, you know, from requesting forbearances to exiting, and are the terms clearly explained? Is the process really clearly recorded so that we can show that the journey, the customer journeys from you know forbearance to last minute into default? 
So I think this is going to become particularly, uh, you know, an area of focus right now. This means, you know, lenders should have a, lenders and servicers need to have a platform where compliance is a key pillar, and you know that becomes a very important aspect going forward. All right. Well, lastly, before we go, is there anything else that you'd like to add today? Yeah, I mean, I think you know, uh, from a uh, origin, from you know, compared to originations, there's a lot of focus on servicing now, right? And it will continue to be like that for the next two years. Um, you know, there's two. Again, if you look at the K-shaped, uh, you know, economic recovery, the top half of uh, you know the quadrants that we talked about, the experience that the, those consumers will be looking for is very different from, unfortunately, the bottom quarter, bottom two quarters. So the, the, the top half, the consumers are looking for much more digital experiences. And it's about how do you keep those consumers engaged and, you know, from a retention perspective and, you know, providing much more, you know, uh, digital capabilities on a borrower self-service. Whereas on the bottom half, it's about how do you make the process easier for them? You know, we, we, they're unfortunately going through a, a troublesome process, both on the forbearance side and on the last mid side. So how do we handle that? How do we help them? How do we help that consumer to go through that process in a, in a much more easier and a, and, a, and a simpler way? So I think that's where, uh, you know, fintechs like us are, are focused on, right? So we, we are we're protecting strained borrowers, making it easier for them to cope with the COVID challenges. You know, we're, we're powering the opportunities for the borrowers from the top half of the segment. And then obviously we do that with compliance as one of the key pillars. So I think that's that's kind of the you know focus for us. So. Interesting. Well, Uday, thank you so much again for your time today. We appreciate it. Thank you. Thank you, Victoria. I appreciate it, Deb. Now more than ever, the housing industry is looking to its leaders for answers. That's why each week, the Housing News Podcast invites a new mortgage, fintech, or real estate executive to the show to provide its listeners with more perspective on the announcements and news stories crossing HousingWire's news desk. Hosted by Sarah Wheeler and produced by Alcina Lloyd, the Housing News Podcast is now available on iTunes, Spotify, Apple, Google Podcasts, and more. Thanks for listening to Housing Wire Daily. Don't forget to hit that subscribe button so you never miss an episode and we'll catch everyone back here again tomorrow.